Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. This is the Frey Podcast, brought to you by thefrey.com, a place for women who want more from life. Today's podcast is a solo episode and it's a little bit overdue. I've not been able to record nor upload podcast episodes for the last week, understandably so, because there's been just no reception at all due to floods. Um, So it's a solo episode. I'm going to be speaking a little bit about how you can look after yourself when it feels like the world has gone mad and when it feels like it is incredibly indulgent to look after yourself. I wanted to just sit down and record a couple of thoughts on the topic because these are the sorts of conversations I'm having in real life with my friends about how confronting and overwhelming and anxiety inducing everything really does feel right now. But then that dichotomy of also having to just put one foot in front of the other and get on with things. And it can be really hard, particularly if you are an empathetic person, it can be really, really challenging to kind of carry those emotions. So I felt compelled to record this episode. I've not been able to do it sooner. The last two episodes were conversations with my sister, and I hope that they provided some sort of um, comedic escapism for some of you. I've had a lot of messages saying that people were laughing out loud at some of the conversations that were happening. So if you haven't listened to those episodes and you do just want to go and think about something different or not think at all, really go and listen to those episodes. Um, The audio today might also be a little bit tinny because I am recording for the first time in the new office space in my new house, but I've not yet furnished this room. So without soft furnishings, the audio can sound like it's bouncing around the room a little bit, but it just is what it is right now. I'm very grateful to be able to even just hotspot with reception from my phone right now because I've not been able to do that for the last week. So a couple of things. When I say it feels like the world has gone mad, I am referring to, of course, the fact that we've just had years of a global pandemic where there have been all sorts of trials and tribulations throughout that period, Um, not to mention just enormous loss and confusion and distress and all of the things. And then, of course, the everything that's going on over in the Ukraine with Russia that's incredibly confronting and distressing. Then, of course, we've got flooding, which has just happened in Queensland and northern New South Wales. If you're not from those regions, you might not be super across how devastating it is, but it is um, so hard to even fathom the devastation that has occurred in towns like 
Lismore and Ballina and Mwoolumba and Chindera, which is five minutes from my house. It's really, really upsetting to see businesses go under in Cabarita, which is another little beach town near us. Um, and I say it's devastating to see businesses go under, but that's like that's the least of the devastation from the floods. There have been lives lost. There have been families waiting on their roofs to be rescued. People who are forced into a little air cavity, into a little air pocket, fighting for their life um, and not surviving because there have not been resources there to rescue people. It has been, and you know, my understanding is not great. And I hope no, I mean, no one's coming to me for um, current affair issues for sure. I know that that's not where you would go for your news. But from what I understand, it's just mainly, or if not mainly, all civilians in these towns doing this work, civilians organizing rescues and supplies and donations. And it's just an insane thing to see from the sidelines, let alone to imagine really being in it. I have spoken with people who have been down in those towns volunteering, people who have been gutting houses, people who have been helping with the cleanup, dropping off supplies. And hearing the people that I know talk about what it's like to see that firsthand is just so shocking. You know, I've been talking to men who are like tough men, you know, and they've been saying like whilst they're helping gut out a house, they're just wiping away tears because the sheer awareness of what is ahead of some people to rebuild is so huge. Like it's just this monstrous thing that they're up against. And so it's just really sad. It feels like a really sad time for so many reasons. So as I said, a lot of us are seeing footage from uh, the Ukraine and that's incredibly distressing. And then we're also seeing footage locally, which is incredibly distressing. And this is all off the back of years of just ambiguity surrounding the pandemic. Collectively, everything just feels really hard, you know, and it's not even, we could just keep going back. We could go back further and say the fires, you know, just, it just feels like the world is really upset right now, which I know sounds like a strange thing to say, but these are the conversations I'm having with my friends. So a couple of things I wanted to touch on in this episode, and I'll try to keep it brief because as I said, I'm aware no one's coming to the fray for their um, news information but I just felt compelled to have this chat. So the first thing I wanted to talk about is how important it is to choose where, when, and how you are consuming the news. We live in a world now where we have access to a 24-hour news cycle. It's not like it was when we were kids in terms of the news would be on at night, you know, five o'clock news, six o'clock news, whatever, you'd see it and then you'd move on or you'd see headlines in the paper at the weekend. It's so different because right now we just have news coming at us from all of the platforms. You know, I think most of us jump around from three apps or so, maybe more. 
but you know, you might be on Instagram, have Facebook, maybe you're using TikTok or whatever. And you're continually being bombarded with really devastating and confrontational imagery. And it's just not how we're designed to consume news, I don't think. And particularly the Instagram economy of having that combination of curated imagery, like aesthetically pleasing imagery in one square. And then the next square, you could be seeing a military tank literally drive over a car and kill people. It's just this weird um, desensitization almost, but we carry it. Like you might think that you're not um, sensitive to seeing that you might not aware, you might not be aware of how sensitive you actually are to seeing that because we're not meant to see this stuff firsthand. It's traumatic. It's incredibly traumatic and distressing for so many reasons, but I just wanted to encourage you to be discerning with where, when, and how you are bringing news into your life And just be mindful that it is not normal to have news in our hand and to be that across it all the time and to just take breaks from what you are consuming. And you might need to protect yourself a little bit um, with the apps that you are using. You might like to think about where you want to get your news from. Like think about a trusted news source, somewhere you can go to to be informed because I do think it is important to be informed to whatever level feels right for your bandwidth, which is a very privileged thing to say. Um, But I think you do have to be mindful of what you can actually take on just given your current circumstance. You know, someone who is experiencing... um, damage from the floods they are not necessarily going to have the bandwidth right now to also be across everything that is going on on the other side of the world so choose a trusted news source choose a time to listen to that news and take it in when it feels safest for you so it might not be safest for you to do that right before you go to bed because it might make you spiral and all of those sorts of things. It might be safest for you to do that in the morning with a loved one who you can then talk about it with or talk to your co-workers throughout the day. You might also have to put boundaries in place. You know, if people are coming to you and wanting to have these conversations at work, you might have to say, like, I'm at my limit. I can't talk about this anymore because it's so distressing to me right now. And again, I know that's privileged to look away. Um, but you do have to look after yourself at times as well. It's managing that one foot in being informed and across it and one foot in really looking after yourself. Have awareness of the fact that we are all coping in different ways and just go lightly with other people and also with yourself and your children. You might not realize, as I said, how much of a toll seeing some of that footage and just having the awareness of what's going on and feeling helpless and the anxiety, how much that actually impacts the way that you show up in your life. You might just all of a sudden be like, why am I getting cranky with the kids? Why am I angry? Why am I having less patience? And it could very well just be that collective weight of everything that's sitting in your mind there. So just go lightly, go gently, maybe give people a little more space, give people the benefit of the doubt, 
talk to your loved ones, ask them how they're coping, how they're feeling. And that's something to ask them regularly because for example, today, like today I can sit here and talk about this and probably come across um, kind of neutral, not neutral, but I can talk about it. Whereas the last week I haven't really been able to talk about any of this stuff without getting really emotional and tearing up and becoming kind of overwhelmed. Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com. I've had days where I've kind of had that freeze response. You know, like I've donated money and then been like, fuck, I don't know what else I can do and just freezing and feeling that panic. So just be aware that people respond differently and don't judge your response of someone else's. You know, don't look at... I mean, it's incredible, the people that have already out there signed up for the Mud Army, out there doing like more than their part. It's amazing. But if you don't have the capability to do that or the access to do it, don't judge the way that you're coping versus the way that they're coping and responding. Next up, retreat and recoup as you need to and however you need to. So it is important to actually pull back and look after yourself and looking after yourself could be in the form of escaping into a podcast that is on something completely different, into a book, into a TV show. Um, it, It could be having a laugh with your friends, all of that sort of stuff. Don't feel bad for needing to do that because you running yourself into the ground, you, you know, being the gatekeeper of pleasure or joy, Um, just because you know so many other people are suffering doesn't actually help them. People that are suffering right now aren't hoping that more people are suffering. Of course, they want people to do their bit as much as possible, but you also do have to just retreat and rest and look after yourself as well because no doubt you have other people that depend on you and you matter the way that you show up matters as well. Next up, action. What actions can you, do you want to take? When we have a freeze response, it can be really hard to sort of take an action and to know what to do. But when that freeze response calms down and it clears out, have a think about what are the actions you can take that, yes, to some degree are going to make you feel better, you know, and this is a whole other moral debate of, um, is anything ever truly like morally, wholly, solely good because you feel good for doing it? Um, selfless, I should say not good, but think about it. What can you do? Can you donate some money? I've put some links in the show notes for you so that you can jump online and have a look at what you can actually do there. Can you check in? on volunteers as well as the people that are impacted. So like for me personally, I've not been down in these towns gutting houses. I've had the kids. I don't know if I would be much help truly with that sort of work. Um, 
but the people that I know that have been, I've been checking in. Like one of my friends, I said to him, like, you've been volunteering, let me drop some food over to you. Check in on the volunteers as well, because they are distressed too. And there are, of course, different degrees of it. But what are the actions you can take? Maybe it's just checking in on someone in your community who might not have someone to speak to. You know, there might be people in your street who don't have access to the internet and they're not across everything that's happening because it's not really being shown very um, accurately in the media or maybe they've seen like a little bit but they don't understand and they need someone to talk talk about it with check with um, there are some resources again in the show notes that you might be able to if you live locally actually provide some donations from what I understand right now a lot of places are full with donations and they're now looking for storage and the ability to get the donations to the people that need them but just have a little look and see what feels right for you. Next up, it's really important to name whatever it is you are feeling. I have mentioned Brene Brown's new book in a previous episode. It's called The Atlas of the Heart. And I am listening to the audio version of it and I'm really, really loving it. It definitely goes very well with the work of Kristen Neff, who is one of the leaders in self-compassion who I've interviewed on the podcast. But basically Atlas of the Heart goes into how important it is for us to help make meaning of our stories. So the little blurb about this book says, if we want to find the way back to ourselves and one another, we need language and the grounded confidence to both tell our stories and to be stewards of the stories that we hear. In Atlas of the Heart, we explore 87 of the emotions and experiences that define what it means to be human and walk through a new framework for cultivating meaningful connection. And this is the thing, right? Like it is so important. I think that it's so exciting that we have leaders like Brene Brown, like Kristen Neff out there um, really leading the charge and forging forward and teaching us. And then we get to obviously learn it for ourselves, but then we get to teach our children this, the importance of validating what it is that we are experiencing, what it is we are feeling, the emotion that is happening for us. So I think in this time when it feels like the world has gone mad and you might be carrying around anxiety or fear um, that you haven't named, it's going to show up and come out in one way or another. Back to what I said, you know, like being short with your children or your co-workers or just feeling more frustrated with yourself, actually pausing and checking in with yourself and being like, huh, how am I feeling? What do I need? You know, those are two things that I'm always asking myself. If you bumped into me and you picked up my phone, there's a reminder on my phone all the time that says, how do I feel? What do I need? Because it's so easy to disconnect from how you feel and what it is that you think or what it is you actually truly need. And so I want to encourage you to stop and ask yourself, how do I actually feel right now? Am I terrified? Am I devastated? Am I angry, you know, at 
at all sorts of things. What is it that's going on? Pause, name it, ask yourself what it is that you actually need. If you need anything at all, perhaps it's more of a situation of just going, okay, you know what? I'm the sky and my emotions are the clouds and they're just going to pass through. But actually naming it is really, really important and powerful. And I think doing that helps us to not slip into um, those not so helpful coping mechanisms because as humans we often want to escape that discomfort so we seek out ways to silence um, what's going on for us so actually stopping and checking in anyway this episode was simply just a check-in episode I feel like it would be incredibly tone deaf to not sit down and say yeah I have felt incredibly overwhelmed incredibly sad It's hard to make sense of that dichotomy, as I said at the start, of things feeling indulgent and your world needing to keep spinning and you need to keep working and you need to keep going getting your groceries when there are people literally fleeing and living in bomb shelters and just, it's just insane. It's insane to think how can, how can your day be filled with these somewhat menial tasks when you know that there are humans who are absolutely suffering and the same thing with the floods you know it's it's just so much to really really think about and to feel so this episode was just to encourage you to really look after yourself be discerning where when how you take in the news have awareness the people cope in different ways and tread lightly, go gently and go gently with your kids as well. It's a confusing time for kids too. If you haven't started listening to the Kind Parenting Company podcast, go and do that because we have a whole series on tricky conversations and tricky topics um, to help support your kids. Retreat and recoup as you need to take action when you can. That action could be massive. It could be rallying supplies and support and rallying the troops and getting on the ground in your boots as part of the mud army. Or that action could be just as meaningful to someone that you reach out and say, hey, how are you coping? Do you need to talk about this? What can you actually do? Can you spare $5? Can you spare 500? Can you spare 5,000? What is it you can do to take action? And as I said, naming what you're feeling, really, really important. I will talk with you soon. I will have some more light episodes coming up for you. Mallory and I are recording again this week, I think. Um, and I have some exciting guests ready to, ready to record, but I can't do that until I actually have internet. So until then, if you enjoy the podcast, please do take a screenshot, pop it up on your Instagram stories. Please also jump over to the show notes because I have resources there that you can jump over and check out um, when, when you feel up to it in terms of taking action. And if you're part of the Frey Facebook group, feel free to share your experience there as well. Um, sometimes it's just nice to have a safe space where you can talk about whatever it is that you are going through. And I'm excited now that I have some reception that I can get in there. And don't forget Tuesdays at midday, I do live chats as well. So I will talk to you very soon. And in the meantime, take care of yourselves. This is what I want. This is what I need. If you don't have to go, I can set you free.
Botox Cosmetic, out of botulinum toxin A, FDA approved for over 20 years. So, talk to your specialist to see if Botox Cosmetic is right for you. For full prescribing information, including boxed warning, visit BotoxCosmetic.com or call 877-351-0300. Remember to ask for Botox Cosmetic by name. To see for yourself and learn more, visit BotoxCosmetic.com. That's BotoxCosmetic.com.